0: Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. We're back again at the corner of Truth and Courage. Thank you for joining us here today. No doubt you've been hearing the news of what's going on in Afghanistan. Got some thoughts, some things that I'd like to share about that. And we're going to kind of look at, you know, the end days, the end times, and all the things that are kind of happening in our world, COVID and this pandemic and how we've reacted to all these things and the conflicts around the the, the world and and Islam begins beginning to you know bubble up again it's kind of been quiet for a while what does the Bible have to say about all of this I hope you'll stay with us here today let's turn our mind to Afghanistan for a moment now first of all although I think that what is happening there today is a result of some incompetence in the White House here today. They should have been better prepared for this. This was, they knew this was coming. They saw weeks and weeks in, uh, ago that the Taliban is advancing and they're advancing fast and the Afghan army and everything that America has tried to set up there has been a complete failure and a flop. Let me say this first. Um, I think our problem goes back many decades, and I don't think you can necessarily blame it all on this current administration And some of the previous and even going back to George W. Bush and even Bush Sr. Every time we've had a conflict in the Middle East and a war, you know, let's go to Iraq and all that business with Kuwait and everything else there. How did that work out? It really didn't work out well at all. I mean, we in the West cannot dictate to these people how they're going to run their governments. And it falls apart. Number one, we don't have the right to do that in a way. Number two, that there's a big elephant in the room that no one wants to address. And the problem is, until we address it, you're never going to have any kind of success in the Middle East. And the big elephant is Islam. And we keep refusing to address it. George W. Bush made it very, very clear. We're not at war with Islam, and that's been our problem. Because Islam's been at war with us. It's been at war with us for 1,400 years, and we keep refusing to admit it. It's like that big elephant in the room, and we say, what elephant? I don't see an elephant here. What's, it? Uh, And we keep bumping into this all the time. And, and I believe, in, now, I'm going to talk to you not as a preacher. I'm going to talk to you as a citizen as if I were king for a day. And if I could control the foreign policy of our nation and thinking as if I'm, if I'm, as, as if I'm the president, if I have to look out for the protection of my country, my people, and so on there, and to govern, here's how I believe we should be doing it. And again, it's my opinion. I understand that. It's just my opinion. But I think there's a lot of um, truth that we need to start considering. We need to start carrying a big stick, like it's been said, and try to softly carry a big stick in such a manner that any nation should know out there, if you mess with America and to mess with Americans, it's going to be the biggest mistake of your life. We're going to come with our army. We're going to beat you to the ground, and we will destroy you, and it will be awful. You're going to regret it. You're going to wish you never picked a fight with America, and we're going to knock you so far back into decades away. Your prosperity is going to be wiped away. Your people are going to suffer, and we need to send that kind of a message, and when they finally admit defeat, sign surrender, then we just simply, we have an exit strategy. We get out of town, but we leave a message with them. If you want our help to help rebuild you and uh, put you back on your feet, and said, we're not going to, you know, fight a battle of war for your hearts. We didn't come here with soldiers to battle for your hearts. That's been our problem. We've come to fight a battle and to win, and it's going to be punishing. And so now that we've won, if you want our help to rebuild you, we're going to do it with conditions, and they're not negotiable, And one of the things we have to realize is that Islam has to go. If they're going, if the Middle East, if they want our help, you cannot, you can no longer align yourself with an ideology that calls for our destruction. And so that's going to have to go. But the problem is we will not operate that way, sadly. And that's why we are having trouble. I mean, 2,500, over 2,500 soldiers perished out there in Afghanistan. Two trillion of our dollars. Taxpayer dollars, our money, we spent out there, and it's wasted, it's all gone. And it's a 20-year flush down the toilet, largely because we've not demanded that we deal with the issue of Islam. And because of that, we've turned everything, I mean, Iran went back, you know, Afghanistan, everything we've done in the Middle East has turned out to be a disaster Why? Because we will not address the issue of Islam. Now, let me tie this up here into a point that I want to get across. All these failures and what's going on here in America and what we did with the pandemic has been kind of a mess. I mean, now let me give you some some, uh, understanding of where I'm coming from, where I'm shooting from. If the pandemic was killing 20% of the people who got it, man, then I'd say, man, we, we, we were right to act the way we did. 30%, 40%, 50%. I mean, we didn't know what we were dealing with at first, back in February, March of 2020. But the results have come in that in 2020, we had less people die in 2020 in this nation than died in 2019. And only 1% of those who got it died, and especially those who already had pre-existing health conditions, issues, and, and so on there. The point I'm simply making, as, as bad as it is that people die, don't get me wrong, I'm, I mean, it, it is, that is that's terrible. But let's put it in perspective. It's a small number. And it sounds like I'm I'm not caring. I do care, and I care about the big picture here. If we reacted this way, spent trillions of dollars and all these issues in our economy and, and everything that we've done to our nation for a pandemic that only kills 1% to get it, what are we going to do when we really face a real problem? When we have a real true pandemic where 20 30 40 50% of the people who get it die i mean if we if we've acted this way with covid what are we going to do when we have a real issue that is truly crippling and i think we've come to a point where we just we we've we're fed up with our government and all their mandates and all their overreach of power in this area Now let's turn to the Bible. And I want you to understand, this is part of the downward grade in the world that is bringing us to the Lord's return. All of these things is a natural domino effect that is coming. Let me read to you from the Bible. Matthew chapter 24. And we begin in verse number three, and as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately saying, tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? Give us some clues. Give us a sign what, you know, how how do we know these things are going to fall out? Verse four, and Jesus answered and said unto them, take heed that no man deceive you. So be prepared. There's going to be deception out there. So listen carefully and look for certain things. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. So there's going to be false prophets out there claiming that they're messiahs and they've got the truth. They're the gurus. Verse six, And ye shall hear wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes, uh, Haiti, in divers places, and these are the beginning of sorrows. This is just the beginning. I mean, this isn't the end yet, but sorrows are coming. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted. So if you're a Christian, prepare for affliction and shall kill you. So some will be martyred. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Christianity in the world, uh, wake up folks. If you're not seeing it happening even here in the West, where those who are standing for Christ and for Christian values, afflictions coming, Losing our jobs, getting kicked out of our places and schools and and, and different things there. Verse 10, then shall many be offended. I've never been lived in a day where more people are offended. I'm offended. And shall betray one another. And shall hate one another. Have you ever seen so much hate in our nation as there is today? I've never. Verse 11, and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Wow. But he that shall endure unto the end, shall, uh, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come here to tell you that the gospel is being spread around the world in ways through uh, increased travel and technology and the internet and all that we're getting the gospel to all the corners of 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 the world and all nations and all these things are beginning to fall out and there's other places of scriptures that i didn't get into and get to second timothy chapter three verse one and And the following verses there and some of the attitudes and and things that are going on within people is so descriptive of our day. It's like reading today's newspaper. In verse 1 of 2 Timothy 3, uh, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. Now I believe that we're seeing a weakening of our government and fighting and infighting within us. We have laden ourselves so much with so, so much debt. And our country thinks that we can just simply keep buying our way out of trouble. Eventually, we're going to run out of money. I love what uh, Maggie Thatcher had said about, uh, about socialism. The problem with socialism is that eventually you run out of other people's money. And the government doesn't have money of its own unless it starts printing its own money and then inflation starts exploding and that's where we're at. We're starting to see the beginning of that here in these United States. And so much incompetency in the higher levels of our government and we put people there because we, we hate other, the, the, the other guys that we put people that are incompetent to govern us. And we've come to a point where we're beginning to see our country slip and fall. And if this is the greatest nation in the world, and and if we should be proud of that, (laughs) we've got problems, folks. We need to look to the sky. and Look above, for our help comes from above, and it's in heaven. And that is the only hope we have, folks. That's going to be it for today. Join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.